fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! You nag! Oh, my turn offs are guys who say you nag. You nag? Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me back again, especially yeah. in this year of public domain. That's right. This is 2022, as the kids say, and we are uh, celebrating every year now. Started in the Trump administration. Every year now, we have movies that appear in the public domain after long last. So after seventy-five years, Ta-da. movies are liberated, and of course, they're on YouTube. So we are going to watch a movie today uh, in the public domain, and we are on Mutiny Radio, Carl, uh, every Sunday at two p.m. We are also uh, available as a podcast. That's by its acronym, which we said up front: L W A F L M O Y T. YT stands for YouTube. YouTube. Uh, hey, I didn't write it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with the name YouTube. So uh, we want you to find watch this movie with us. Find watch it on YouTube and listen to this our podcast. Right. Our streaming show here on Mutiny Radio. Right. At you the same hit time. The donate, donut button. Get the donut. Yeah. We have a Patreon page. Mutiny Radio. That's uh, the reason why we're here. It supports us. So why don't you uh, give a donation? You could go to mutinyradio.fm and click the donation button. Go to the Patreon page. We also have a, they also have a Venmo account at Mutiny Radio. Throw in a couple bucks. Carl, do you know there's live comedy that uh, internet audiences can listen to on Mutiny Radio? That's fantastic. Fantastic comedy playhouse, clubhouse, excuse me, uh, live here in the studios. Uh, is um, eight o'clock, six o'clock on Fridays at eight o'clock on Friday. But I should mention there's an open mic. So if you're a comedian mm-hmm. in the Bay Area and you like to perform, uh, you can come on by on Monday and Friday and or just, you know, uh, put your ear to the buzz and hear when the next show is. Uh, donate two bucks. And at the end, it'll broadcast as a podcast, you know? So you'll be on the streaming, you perform, you stream live. Then you can listen to your podcast and, you know, you maybe improve your act. If it's a killer set, keep the audio. Post it on ZimZam. You got it all set up. Is that a real thing? Yes. Copyright Mike Spiegelman. So, Carl, 
<laughs> no, no, actually, yeah, I take that back. I think Zim Zam is uh, something from Colin Mayhem came up with for uh, okay. Great Difficulties or Sketch Group uh, or something similar to that. Uh, anyway, uh, Carl, what is the movie we're watching? What public domain, what movie entered the public domain in 2022 that we're watching today? The General, 1926. That's all you put in the search engine. The General, 1926. And we like the the channel Magiblot one. Ma Magiblot, not Magiblot, but Magi, not Magic Blot, but Magiblot one. Uh, go ahead and type in the general 1926. When you find that link for Magiblot, click it, then hit pause, move the timer to the left, and at the countdown, uh, when we say go, click go, uh, click the start button. Carl, we're not going to say go. I'm very excited to start or kick off our show with a great yeah. segment. Uh, Carl has scoured the world and he has found a celebrity comedian to grace us and to do our countdown. Let's yeah. meet this, this celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Yeah, stand by. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Adam Spiegelman. Welcome, Thank you. Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, How's everyone doing? Spiegelman. Spiegelman, it's such a familiar last name. I happen to do a podcast, and I do believe the guy's your brother. Who, Rick? No, no, the other one, Michael. Michael, yeah, I know him. Mike Spiegelman, yeah. Right, it was to the two of you growing up together. What was it like being with Mike the whole time? Oh, it was great. Yeah, I love Mike. Um, I love him like a brother, which <laughs> works out. He, uh... You know, I, I learned a lot of uh, weird stuff from my brother. And, I, you know, something I appreciate that, uh, you know, the Dr. Dementos and uh, uh -huh. the weird ministry and that kind of weird music. And then Neil Hamburger. And, uh, oh, you know, I, can I tell a quick story? that my, Yes, please do. So I was working on a, the Neil Hamburger is this guy who, uh, it's really funny, like he just, he does these CDs of being the worst comedian ever, and he puts in a fake audience, and he's just terrible and bombing, and he's it's really hilarious and just well, I, when you see him live, half the audience loves it, and half the audience is like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> um, so uh, Mike introduced me to it. He found a CD, sent it to me. I used to play it. My roommates were like, "What is this crap?" <laughs> so I was working on this talk show, and they're like, "We want out of the box, uh, like a late night talk show. We want one out of a box." thinking we want stuff that you think that i would hate and i was so annoyed with this guy i was like you're gonna hate neil hamburger <laughs> so because of mike i found him on the internet he was in australia opening up for rock bands he was on a rock label he's like yeah next time i'm in la i'll come on so every comedian bombed on the show they just weren't it had a rep of being a bad place to perform so we just assumed he would bomb and we we're going to take um shots of people in the audience and he did great wow. with his terrible material but it was just such a great thing to watch him, and he got to be on TV, and that kind of relaunched his career. So thanks to Mike Spiegelman. And then Mike got to open up for him in San Francisco. Terrific. Um, but Mike's kind of responsible for that guy's career. Well, he's a kingmaker, Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> yeah, he's a kingmaker. Neil Hamburger, fish burgers, you know. <laughs> fish burgers, yeah. Now, Mike loves bad movies, and you, you know, that's what – you know why this podcast was born and you too uh i wouldn't always say that they're bad but you're really into films you even have your own podcast called proudly resents tell me about that 
Oh my god. Uh yeah, so Mike got me into loving and appreciating bad movies. I don't know if you're around the same age, but not you are obviously, but well a lot older than me. But uh like night flight and like weird stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. channel thirty one and um so I love bad good, bad movies and movies that are so bad they're good. I also just like weird cult films. So I have this podcast proudly resents and i did it for about five years so there's a lot of episodes yeah so they're all new to you and then it can split up into if you go to proudly resents interviews you can get interviews with weird directors and actors and a lot of crazy you know great stories and i got a lot of great the guests room, right the room was uh so i was one of those early people with the room mm -hmm. and totally obsessed with it and i got, have an interview with everyone except for um like i have tommy wiseau I don't have the, the Craig Cisco, their best friend. Um, but I have everyone. I have the the mom who dies of cancer or has cancer, but it gets cured. And yeah, it's great talking to those people and meeting them. And they're all some of them are fantastically weird, and some of them are just fantastic. And you know, and the guy, the, my big interview was the guy who claimed he directed the room, that he <laughs> did all the work. If you saw the movie The Disaster Artist, he was played by Seth Rogen. Uh-huh. Um, I remember that guy. Yeah, that character. Yeah. So he, I, I don't really, I mean, he did say action and cut. So yes, that makes him the director. That makes him a director. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But he, his stories are great about, uh, about the room. And so there's a lot of great stories. So I do interviews, a lot of great stories. And then we have comedians, uh, mostly my brother, but other famous comedians come on and talk about their favorite bad movie and we dissect it kind of like what you guys do, but after watching it. Now, one time uh, we got to be a part of Proudly Resents Sean Connery. His last film ever was an animated film called Sir Billy. It was a horrible film. Uh, and you invited us on to Proudly uh, uh, Resents to, to cover the film. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode. You were great. Is that your fishing? Because you're fishing, you were great. You deserve it. <laughs> um yeah that was one of the few ones i hadn't seen because usually I'll, I'll always see the movie but he just died and you guys had seen it and it just looks so awful I mean, i'm oh, kind yeah. of semi-retired so uh i just didn't want to have to watch it um if you go on the website of proudlyresents.com there's one with mike right away and then the next one uh i'm trying to remember what it's called but you see a white man and a black woman it's literally about this white it came out like three five years ago so it's recent it's about this white guy that pretends to be a black woman on a radio show uh -huh. and no one notices. And of course he's a big hit and, uh, it's uh, a wild movie. And, uh, I interviewed, and it, it was great because the person I got to be on the show with me was a woman who, a black woman who does radio advice. So like, she's the real deal and he's making a movie. So it was great to get that side of the perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, we got onto your uh, podcast, but you also once came onto our podcast. It was a doubleheader. We called it the Montclair episode. They used to do those after-school specials, and there was one called What If I'm Gay, and you were actually in it, and you came on our, our podcast and did the episode with us. The famous bonk in the hallway was your highlight. I, you know, when you say my highlight, I think it's all of our highlights. Like, it humbles me. <laughs> um, it was kind of a big moment in, you know, in cinema. Yeah. You want to call it in uh, High 8 or whatever they shot the movie on. Um, 
yeah, it was a great moment. They were shooting uh, an after school special in our school and we just hung around all the time to try to get on it and ask a million questions and what everything is. And so I got to bump the guy, but they say, you got to bump the guy, but not really bump the guy. So I was too scared to over bump the guy. So I didn't really right. bump the guy that well. And watching it 20 years, 30 years later, I didn't really bump the guy, but he reacted like I fucking smacked him. He was a good yeah. actor. Yeah. That's right. It was part of the uh, plot in which he's come out or it's suspected and and the school, he feels like they're against him. And your shoulder bonk uh, really heavily played into that plot. So kudos to you. <laughs> if you read TV Guide at the time, it's about a guy who gets a shoulder bonk because he's gay. That's how they <laughs> described it. In the, I wrote it. I wrote that thing. Um, it, and the truth is, in our high school, if you were gay, uh, no one cares because they don't uh -huh. care about themselves, right? Nobody, <laughs> nobody gives a shit. You couldn't do much in our high school to get attention. So now, w staying with the theme of bad movies, uh, one of the things that you and your brother share, besides a bad movie podcast, is you're both honorary members of the Razzies, and I think you even went to one of the ceremonies once, right? Yeah, I feel like I went twice, but I went once when I first moved to L.A. back in 98 or 99. Um, yeah, so they do, Razzies is the opposite of the Oscars, is the idea. Like, they give awards right. for the worst movies. But they also, like, look for bad movies. And unlike me, and I think Mike as well, and probably you, but they're mean. Like, their point is to make fun of these people and be mean. I, I try to, like, just show bad movies that I love and why I love them. Uh -huh. Because they're bad. Um, bad I, you can argue some bad movies are better than good movies. A uh, quick example is my wife and I, I don't know why she's watching the tr the pilot for um, 21 Jump Street. Uh -huh. I know it's a real reach. It's on Peacock Plug. And um, you, the the cop says to Johnny Depp, You're, you have a sense of humor like your dad. And then they cut to a picture of him and his dad, him as a little kid and his dad who's obviously dead. And then you hear saxophone music for a long time. And then you pull the camera out and it's Johnny Depp playing saxophone. Interesting. <laughs> Very cool. Great. So that's better than most things, uh, you know, ever. So anyway, Razzie, sorry. Um, they kind of make fun of the bad movies and it's kind of fun to see. And uh, I was able to interview the guy who did it a couple of times. But they cool. do like a comedy show and they kind of make fun of him. Um, hopefully they'll keep doing it. And I think that it's now that things have to be online for a while. I think that's even better, you know, a little more mystery and, uh, mm -hmm. it's all about the announcements, right? You want to, and the celebrities go to it. Halle Berry went for Catwoman. Um, Tom oh, uh, right, Green went right. and I think Tom Cruise, I want to say that, but that's really big. That's true. But they all have a sense of humor. You know, they realize it's a bad movie. Not all, but most, oh, all about Eve, um, uh, Sandra Bullock. Right. Uh, brought a real. It's just so funny how LA is a bunch of. We're all a bunch of ass kisses. She. They just kiss their ass to come on. She wins for this movie called All About Eve or All About Steve, rather. And she brings a wheelbarrow of the movies and says, "If you think this is shit, here's a wheelbarrow of shit." And then everyone clamors for a copy of the free copy of the movie from you know Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Like you just voted as the worst movie of the year, and now you're gonna kill each other for a copy. That's a kiss-ass, all right. <laughs> that's our business. Now, you talked about moving to L.A. in the late 90s, and that's really because you do a lot of producing out there. But I remember uh, the launch of your career uh, when you were living in New Jersey in Montclair. You used to go down to Secaucus every day after school, and you'd be part of the Richard Bay show. 
Wow. This is even sadder than that. It was after college. I was living in New York City. Oh, and I would yeah. do the reverse commute. So uh, I lived in uh, Alphabet City on the edge of Manhattan. So I remember. I would rollerblade. I, yes, I was a homosexual at the time. I'd rollerblade um, to the train station on the east, on the west side. And then I'd take the train to the Port Authority, then walk from the Port, across the Port Authority, and literally pass people I know in the business who live in New Jersey, work in New York. And they would wave and say hi. And then <laughs> I go going to, the other way. I'm going the other way. And then I would get on a bus to go to Secaucus. And uh, we produced the Richard Bay show, which was and You highlight. really cut your teeth on that show, right? You, you've got a lot of stories about booking normal people uh, on shows like that, on shows like Divorce Court. Uh, so one guy didn't even know how to take a plane, right? Well, here's the thing. So I, you book these shows with real people. And, uh, you know, if you watch like Maury Povich or Springer, we were, I'm so we would watch Springer, but like they stole that from us. So we were like uh -huh. old school Springer. So anyway, you book real people and they're not, you know, they haven't been on a plane. They haven't been out of their hometown. So this guy is going to come on the show. Uh, my boyfriend is so full of himself and we have like five couples and we're flying him in and, um, he doesn't show up. And then I call him like, Randy, where were you? And he's like, yo man, I get to the airport. And there's no one there with the sign. <laughs> like for him, like, uh, like to a walk to the point. I go, no, the guy with the signs on the other side of the airport when you get here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so he couldn't have one show. So we had to like rearrange stuff. And, uh, oh my goodness. You know, people were like, that happened all the time. People, uh, just didn't know anything. One guy, he just kept calling me about like, yo, man, this hotel stinks, you know uh like, what are trailer. you gonna do about it you know you know you know i don't have this i don't have that and then he calls me and goes i don't have a toothbrush and i go grow up it was divorce girl. I go, grow up <laughs> i'm not getting you a you didn't bring a toothbrush they're not your mom and he's like oh, all right like just enough of these when you get like all right that's enough i'll put up with a lot but that that's ridiculous yeah that's right that's when uh you i mean because i'm sure that you need the guy he's got to be on the show so you're doing whatever he needs making him comfortable but i guess you've got a limit all right a, i have ridiculous. a limit and b he's in my hotel room so he, we're gonna get him to the show um yeah i wouldn't have done it from his house i would be like oh we got a toothbrush and we'd have a toothbrush there because you're right all you want to do is lure these people there and get them on set and it it, it is really hard to get them from a because now i work with celebrities and you don't or real people that are a little more experienced so you you don't really have to worry about that you know mm -hmm. they're they're going to get on the plane or whatever so you worry about that stuff and then you can't find them so one of the tricks in daytime tv to find people is um we would send a pizza to their house uh -huh. before cell phones. So if the phone didn't work, they didn't pay the bill or not answering. Uh, you look up where they live and you find like uh, Domino's pizza and you call them up and say, listen, uh, I'm trying to reach this person. Can you put a note in the pizza and I'll give you an extra $5. Say, <laughs> Very sure. nice. What does the note say? It says, call Adam at blah, blah, blah to be on divorce court. And I remember this one guy was like, my wife will never do it. She'll never do it. Come on your show. So I send her the pizza and she's like, yo, the only reason I called you is because I didn't have dinner for these kids and you sent me a pizza and then I had smart. dinner for these kids. Very, I mean, I, I say smart, but that sounds just like a lucky happenstance, but it's perfect. Oh, now, can I do one more divorce court story real quick? Yeah, 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 please do. Um, this woman called, you know, you get, a, you get a list of phone numbers of people call back. So I call this woman back and uh, they call the 800 number on the show. 
And it sounds like, it's so weird. It sounds like she's at church or something. And I go, hey, um, there's a lot of noise behind her. She says, oh, I just was looking for advice. I don't want to be on the show. And I was like, well, I'm not a lawyer. I can't give advice. And she says, sure, thanks. And while she's talking, I hear like church bells going off. Mm -hmm. And I go, uh, I'm sorry to ask, but where are you? And she says, oh, I'm a stripper and I'm at work. And that's the song Hell's Bells. I have to get on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't make it up, man. Now, you talked about five years uh, with Proudly Resents and then every now and then coming out of retirement to do an episode or two. But how can people find Proudly Resents on the Internet, on social media? How do people get to uh, check it out? Go to um, proudlyresents.com. Oh, that's too easy. Um, yeah, it's too easy. And then on iTunes, Proudly Resents. When you put it in iTunes, it'll come up with, I split it up. You can get all 250 episodes or you can get just the interviews, mm -hmm. just the reviews, just the ones with Adam Felber or Chris Gore or Todd Levin. So kind of split them up. And also the Christmas episodes um, are pretty great. We have some great Christmas movies that we make fun of, including um, Kirk Cameron's uh, Saving Christmas. Yeah, we saw that on our podcast. Really bad film. Really bad film. It's an insult, right? Because it looks like an action comedy and it's just a TED Talk. Yeah, it's a TED Talk. That's a good way to put it, with a Christian bend. And, right. Uh, okay, so Adam and Adam Spiegelman. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you take it away, Adam Spiegelman, and give us that celebrity countdown. You ready? Put your pants on. Now take them off. Three, two, one, play. All right. Hey, no ads. Nice <laughs> to have a YouTube movie with no ads. By the way, that was a great uh, comedian celebrity countdown. countdown. Yeah. Well, uh, look at this. Buster's given Buster Keaton, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies right. and gentlemen, Buster Keaton. See, it's only, it says written by two people, but it was really written by like five. Really? And yeah. then the, the guild was created, the writer's guild was created. <laughs> it was adapted by, so that's two people right there. Lot yeah, I guess so. They always do the cast up front. Do they do, I forgot, is this a movie where if someone gets introduced, they have like a little Picard that says, you know, it's Annabelle Lee. <laughs> it's a placard. Placard, um, what did I say? Look at that. Copyright Joseph M. Shank. Why? Not anymore. He was copyright. the producer. He funded it. He copyrighted it up front. It must be a new thing, copyright. No. Now, I've been to Marietta, Georgia, so it's a little neat to see a sign. The thing is, this is really Oregon. But this is an actual train. I mean, you can't forget that uh, they're shooting this in all practicality. Yes. Mm -hmm. this, this is not a movie screen. There's actually a, a, a camera crew side of this train shooting it you know it's uh now this train was a hauling lumber it was just a leftover remnant he got the guy who went scouting locations was able to purchase three trains and that's what they used throughout this that's pretty cool yeah that's expensive isn't it buy three trains for a movie well this okay he had a budget of four hundred thousand dollars now that would shoot up 
to 700 and something thousand and really piss off that shank guy. Oh, um, copyright, copyright shank. Right. <laughs> Joseph Sh Shank. It's not shank. There's an extra E in there. It's like shank. Yeah, let's see. Joseph S-C-H, no, E-N-C-K. It's missing a vowel is what's going on. Well, anyway, this guy was a bit of a skunk. He's the reason, and this movie is the reason, that like Buster Keaton lost his independence and had to work for MGM for the rest of his life. Right, yeah, that's true. Now, look, he's, these kids are just tagging along with him. They think it's cool that he's an engineer. We really don't know why, and we'll never see him again in the film after they go. Well, that's good. They had a child labor laws back in 1926. They were only allowed to work 80 hours a week. So, uh, you know, they must have hit the maximum when it was time for school. So rude. Got to take your hat off first. Now, the joke is she was behind him the whole time. Oh. And the kids saw it too. Oh, she is definitely pretty. I guess. Pretty dress. She's pretty. The kids walk in with him? Her, yeah, the kids walk in and proceed to sit. Now, is this a sound stage, Carl? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, her name is Annabelle Lee in the movie. Her, name, her real name is Marion Mack. Now, look how clever he is to get rid of the kids. Oh, he's going to leave... Wah, wah. That's me at every, that's, that's what happened when I, I have any job. They're like, yeah, here, go speak when you go up in front of us. She was a model. Buster Keaton? Uh, she was a bathing oh. beauty for $25 a week. Her film debut was on a summer day in 1921. I don't know. That's the way it is with all these actresses and actors. You're not going to know the films they were in or. Well. Can you and, guess what? I, I always try to guess what the film is about, at least. Like, on a sunny, sunny day, it's like... Probably about... Romance, right? Maybe a little frolic? Well, this is about called it. The General. Okay, so, it's war. Okay, it's the Civil War. I'm going to enlist. Not without me, son. What side are they on? Con uh, the the um, Confederate States. They are rebels. This is oh. the South. You see, this is based on a real event. It really was the North, but Keaton felt that it wouldn't be sympathetic, so we switched it to the South. People would be sympathetic to the South? Yeah. Huh. That's what he said. So the story was that this a guy who's in the North, on the, on the other side. The real-life story? Yeah. Okay, there's a real incident in the Civil War... Okay, here it is. Union agent James Blah 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 led a squad of 21 soldiers on a daring secret raid. Dressed in civilian clothes, Andrew and his, and his men traveled in, in, by rail into the southern states to sabotage the rail lines, disrupt the, disrupt the Confederate Army supply chain, and at the band, uh, they stole a locomotive named the General at Big Shanty. They're headed north, burning covered bridges, cutting telegraph lines. Wow. Yeah, and the North shall rise again. Wait a minute. Yeah. So they stole a Southern train called the General? Yeah. <laughs> and in this movie, they just 
he does it's it's about oh all right that's the only thing they kept this is a southern train named the general and the rest they just flipped well they flipped it but yeah they do the same it is the same plot no it's just wait a second it's just that we're sympathetic with the South. It is the Union that does the raid and everything. I look at him, he's like, back off, buddy. I mean, there was no sense of personal space. I just like oh. the movie that he, there was some, finally. He is really funny. I mean, he's trying to act all manly and stuff. Like, his head is up high, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's like one of those boys that try to act like a man. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. They think he's more valuable as a uh engineer for the south right. but they don't tell him that they just say get out of here you so he thinks it's because he's not you know physically fit or something oh he got four f'd Damn yeah confederacy you know what guys i'm going to join the other side so first he compares himself to this tall guy i'm comparing myself to those licorice sticks what do they get uh <laughs> you're the candy in there that's like maybe seven cents worth of candy in there those jars <laughs> carl man what kind of fat pig would i be like hello i would like two peppermint sticks <laughs> now this guy it's the other way around they let this whip in yeah sure yeah he's more hat than man look at this invasion of personal space he feels his muscle carl this is buster keaton physical comedy king <laughs> One thing I love about silent movies is that it's usually nondescript locations. So I do like the fact there's a, a storyline and, you know, it's it's in a place. Because usually it's just like in, in the park, you know. Right. <laughs> Occupation. Bartender. <laughs> I'm a Tough guy. Yeah. You know it's the same guy, right? Wait a minute. I recognize that voice. <laughs> Yeah. Get out of here, you. No, I want to join the war. That's he a does, funny joke. He so. will say that. He'll say, if you lose this war, don't blame me. <laughs> there is a huge lineup to, to sign up. Now you have an app. Oh, he got in. Yeah, he got in. Oh. What is your, what do you talk? Your name's not Beauregard. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I dropped that. Just get a reward. Now watch how he gets kicked out. Ouch! I do like the walls. So those are like little like compartments where you could pick up medication or something. <laughs> oh no, that's where they keep the medication. Like if you want like a sarsaparilla, there's like a sarsaparilla drawer or something. <laughs> Ooh. I need some aloe. <laughs> They have lamp oil and stoves. Way to go. Hey, boyfriend, come here. No, thanks. My uh, answer from what I tried last time. They're like, what a disgrace. He won't even get online. Can you believe that fucking bullshit, man? Wait a minute. He was oh, on that line. He was there earlier. Oh, look, free library. Oh, no, that's, they don't uh, know it. They don't know it. So they all think he's a coward that he didn't enroll because right. otherwise he would have been sent. Right. Hello. Hey. Look, we've enrolled. We've enrolled. Yes, but what about my hunk? Did he? Enlist? Oh yeah. Did Johnny enlist? No. No, he's a weasel. Sorry. Yeah. He's a disgrace to the South. He hates slavery. He won't defend it. <laughs> he is a disgrace to the South. <laughs> 
Oh, wait, are we early? Are you faster than me? I don't think so. I, I know right. by heart. So I was saying. Oh, fair enough. All right. The very next second, an interstitial comes up. I'll let you know. So look, he's going to, he's sorting the mail, throwing stuff out. Uh-huh. Bill, Bill. The picture. Bling! Yep. Stealing the movie from Buster Keaton, are we? Hello, darling. Johnny, why won't why you fight you the North? Play? They wouldn't take uh, me. Are we in sync? Yep, I just got that. She doesn't believe him. Please don't oh, lie. I don't want to shoot. You just to me again until you are in uniform. Do you understand that? I love a man in a uniform. <laughs> I love the way they shoot. What was that song? Uh, I don't know it, but you don't, right? I love a man in a uni for you on a unicorn. Yeah, on a unicorn. I love the way he shoots. That's a great song. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember the band. These are all practical. I we know. Stop now there is one thing here I strongly suspect is CGI, and I'll show you when we get to it. Is it the Velociraptor? <laughs> That's correct. You remember that thing? Look yeah. this. They spent the money to really make that camp right there. You know, this movie was, what, 1926? What year was this movie? So this movie was 1926. Ooh, this, thank God we're not watching the color version of this movie. These two guys right here were like in 250 films and 200 films. <laughs> One on the right was a Keystone cop. I mean, these, oh. yeah. Boy, I tell you, when silent films are dead, doesn't matter what the fuck you did in silent films. That was yesterday. They got all new people. Oh, my God. That must have hurt feelings. So, it, well, you know, in that respect, they had all new uh, theater goers, so we weren't even part of it. Well, no. We get to be part of their theater goer. Like, uh -huh. the people who watched them died with them. Big. So those uh -huh. people watched up to 1926, say, and then they died. But we are here in the 21st century, almost 100 years later, we've seen, you know, the last 10 years of movies, but we have access to 100 years ago. Yeah. So we're cooler than them. Yeah. If we even good. bothered, not, you know, but we could communicate with them, but they would have no idea what's going on if they came and watched TV with us. So this is the real life plot. They're going to go into Southern Territory. They're going to steal a train and they're going to fuck shit up. So they can destroy the supply lines to the southern states. Oh, all right. So, so this is, seems kind of true. So it's basically the true story, but it's the sympathetic guy is the, the, uh, the south, right? Yeah. You kind of want the train, though. You want the hero to have the train, right? You don't want to be like, oh, he'll get it. <laughs> He's not letting that train out of his sight. He loves what? his train, and he loves his woman. Would you say this is your favorite train movie? Uh, I don't think I have a favorite train movie. Snowpiercer? Um, I think Water for Elephants was probably the best train movie ever. I mean, he really trained those tigers. <laughs> we did see. Train did, movie. Didn't we watch Runaway Train with John Voight? I we don't did. think so. I finally had the chance to see that movie. That was a good one. Great Train Robbery. Not on YouTube, I looked. Okay, so this is the plan. 20 minutes Take to get lunch in Big Shanty. Now, I think that our hero 
um, Annabella Lee doesn't have money or something because instead she hides on the train. Maybe she's so embarrassed she doesn't have money. I don't kind of get it. See, she reaches in there, no money. or, or So she goes and hides. Now there's a trunk, her trunk. So maybe she was getting food out of it. Yeah. Now look, oh, man. Buster Keaton will have soapy hands one second and then poof, they're not soapy anymore. Okay, look, his goof is going to give the message, the signal. Swap. Let's go. Come on, <laughs> really everybody. Swap. They couldn't smell those northerners? Hey, it's a Southern Bell. Southern Bell, I was going to say. Bye-bye, Bell. Oh, they took the Southern Bell? Well, yeah. Oh, boy, it's a hostage situation. people, they're still... Look at his soapy hands. Okay, look in. Soapy, soapy hands. Look at his soapy hands. Kind of soapy. No, not soapy. No, they're soapy. They are not! They are the white. Listen, man, the sun cakes your hands. Uh Okay. These guys did not notice 12 northerners in their fucking uh, depot. Come on, gang. Come on. Get my train. Get my fucking train. I love the general. By the way, I'm so glad we mute the sound because the piano is so annoying. It's yeah, I never, I never feel the need to listen to the original sound. I mean, I understand. Like, It's fun when you uh, go to the but theater. I- they strip like, it, you see? Right. Can't telegraph. A train has been stolen. So, yeah, you go to the theater. Well, I, you know, the mess, last message they were able to send was dash, <laughs> dash. Uh, yeah, you go to the theater, like, for silent movies, sometimes there'll be accomplishment. You know, there'll be, like, a, someone playing piano to it. Or, what did I say? Accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, there'll be accomplishment on the piano. Gotcha. Alongside the music. Uh, and uh, accomplishing. Or, my accomplisher tonight will be it's a companyist. I don't mind, I don't mind when you're watching a, a silent movie with people and there's music because you're sharing that, you know what I mean? Like, you could both say this music sucks or whatever, but <laughs> it just propels it. But it's so nice to watch a silent movie though, that we don't have to worry about the dialogue. Watch this, of- watch this. How? That's real. That's real. He really fell his ass over. Don't you fucking do that. I would hurt like a motherfucker. He did all his own stunts. Really dangerous stunts. Yeah. And there were accidents on the film a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. What a weird, what, a wooden really bicycle. A physical guy. I mean, he's really... People in 1926 are like, did you see him jump on the wooden bicycle? And I'm like, a wooden bicycle? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't even say wooden, right? It would be such a given. Yeah, a bicycle. Uh, A twofer. Now, he's he's a spy, so he's got his his rebel uniform to wear. Look, these motherfuckers stole my train. I think they're eating desserts. The deserters? Yeah, they're, you know, those kind of guys who love desserts. You mean deserters? Look, he's checking his phone. Oh, no, it's a stopwatch. <laughs> it's not a stopwatch. It's timepiece. Now, usually, Buster Keaton, who makes some sort of weird fuck up, but this is just coincidence and happenstance. He's not pulling them. These guys are improving right now? 
No, what I mean to say is in the plot, there was the happenstance incident. Oh, so he's already. Oh, I got you. I thought like on this on the day of the set. So behind them, you know, he thinks he's dragging the soldiers now that he, he sees that he's not. Oh, there's a cannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the old cannonball lying around. I guess like because the Northerners were fighting them, they had to like create cannons. That's right. Rack them up. They're still in the wood? Well, they've got to uh, burn it in the furnace, of course, for the steam. Someone's oh, on to us. Someone's following us. Come on. Oh, they're warping the wood with water. <laughs> warping it. No, the water's for the steam, to make the steam. So, oh, I got you. I, don't, so I, know, I have no idea. We'll get a water gag or two. They'll think it's raining. Oh, man. Is, and then he'll walk out and go, is it raining? <laughs> that old gag. Yeah. That's like what you're talk about, like a dad joke. It's more like a great, great, great grandfather. Right. Yeah, he does it every time the train goes by the water mill, the water silo. That's a joke because they think also that the soldiers are being towed. But it's just Buster. That's right. It's just Buster. And when they find find that out, Buster's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And he runs all the way off the train. Boink. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, he's really doing this. Now, some of the stunts he does, like, you know, he climbs up a building. Oh, that's Harold Lloyd. But, you know, these stunts, like, do you think people actually do this, like, on trains and shit like that back in the day? Yeah. This is all... I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, like, I think people would go up the ladder and be on the roof for whatever reason. Okay, now this, the first time they ever did this, they put in way too much gunpowder and the cannon oh, really fucking shot. They had to learn how to how much he would count out the grains of gunpowder with a tweezers to get the perfect amount of torque to make a few jokes. Wow. That is the wrong word. So it would be him. Like there was no one else on the set who was like, oh, I was in the Civil War. I could help you. You were the The trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. To make that happen, he had to spend like, you know, I don't know, weeks trying to figure it out. Here he goes again. It happened for real. It's insane. And what's crazy for me is the cameraman following him. Yeah. Now, the joke is he put in too little gunpowder. So he's just going to put the whole canister in. Oh, my God. So he gets a little, he just puts in the whole canister. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah. Listen, you have one job. Shoot a fire. Cannonball. Cannonball. Now, that thing's really going to fucking fire, right? Yeah, I mean, like, usually you have people on the set who are experts and who can assist. And they have, like, you know, stuntmen. Now, that's not the same timing, right? The thing is, this is all real. But they shot it out of sequence. Probably. Look how it goes down. Yeah. I'm sure it's not out of sequence. It's like, oh, fuck! 
Americans couldn't float in the sea. I could have fucking hit my train. Oh, right, because he's, uh, he's on the trajectory. He used the he trajectory. He used the whole can of gunpowder. Look, he's stuck. I know. It's just another one. That's good. <laughs> <Any answer? laughs> this is so dangerous. Look what they're doing. Uh, you know, it is war, Carl. And entertainment. <laughs> What's he doing? Well, he, he's staying as far away from the cannon as he can. But look, he goes around a bend, so it misses him. That's good. That is oh. good. Wow, that must be the whole army's after them. We better go, oh, boys. Right. The fuck, they got cannons? Well, too much baggage. All right, so this boxcar, that'll fuck them up. Oh, no, but that's where they've, well, that, you know, in the Snowpiercer, that's probably the, the poorest of the, the lowest of the cla low class. It's low class people. Low class, yeah. The high class are in the front cars, as you know, as the brochure points out. Oh, so this, his train's going to slow down. Well, I don't know if that, I mean, it's a steam locomotive. Uh, right. I, okay, so look. He pushes it off, changes the thing so he'll go straight. Oh no! And that guy, so oh, and this is incredible timing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there had to be take after take after take after take. That'd be kind of fun to watch the outtakes. Yeah. Is there any end credits? Do they show that? The no, that's, they didn't know to do it. That would have been good. All the ways they messed up. There, that'll fuck them up. That'll stop. That will fuck them up. I'll yep. throw a penny down while we're at it. So look, he doesn't see it, but the boxcar goes right back onto the track. Oh, it's going to derail? Let's see. Dude, I want to I would pay good money. I would pay like a nickel to see a fucking train derailment. Really? Yeah, okay. 1926. I'll one. take your bet. They did go, you know, what the f How did it get in front of me? You know, a nickel to see a Buster Keenan movie in 1926 is the equivalent of a nickel in 1926 money. Right. Now, what will you give me if there's a derailment? Uh, I will give you... Will you give me a 1926 nickel? Yes. No, a penny. I probably have a 1926 penny somewhere. Look. Yeah, I'll give you a 1926 nickel. Derailed. Wow, that's pretty stunning. He owe me a nickel. That saved him from the railroad tie that would have... Now he's like, where the fuck did it go? <laughs> Dude, now I owe you a 1926 nickel. Does that mean a nickel that's from 1926 or uh, the, the equivalent? Value, right. The value. Oh, shit. I better mortgage my house. 1926 money, that would be a nickel. $16? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is one of the most dangerous things he did during the production. Look, he's got to first flick this thing off. Right. Seriously, if that thing hits him, it will cut him. But he's not even looking. Look, now here comes the second most dangerous thing. And they didn't, they didn't do it in sequence. Good. Look, he, go, he has to flip it off. Or it would derail, Mike. It would derail. Boom! One take. Yeah. You know, I, I keep I keep telling you, I said this last the last time we watched the Buster Keenan movie for public uh, domain year. Right. I kept calling him Harold Lloyd, but 
Uh, I did mention that John Wick 2 and John Wick 3 both start with footage from Buster Keaton. Uh, he's running around the city in the second one, and a Buster Keaton movie is being projected on a wall while he, while he motorcycles by. Gotcha. Uh, and then in the third one, he's he's lost in Times Square, and there's a projection, I believe it's from the general, of Buster Keaton, and suddenly he shows up on the screen. Right. Because Why do you say Keaton? I don't know. Is Buster it, Keaton. Buster Crouton. <laughs> Buster Keaton. Keaton. This happens just like throughout the film. It's just it's just full on, you know, 170 oh. heart rate. It's, it's one thing after another. It's one thing after another. Is he stuck? Oh yeah. Oh shit. They greased the tracks and then they pulled it. He never looks around. Now he'll turn and he'll drop it. <laughs> he does that with the with the logs all the time. He's carrying logs, and then something, he sees something, and he just drops him. <laughs> and also his train's on fire. Not his train. The the Confederate, uh, the Union set their train on fire. It's really the general. So they're going to leave it in that bridge. They, just, they think that they're being followed by a lot of troops. Wow, and it's just Buster. Yeah. Rejected. Now, this is real. It really was smoke. Jesus Christ. And the camera's going in? No, even the camera won't go in. Holy shit. Yep, that's real fire, of course. Carl, man, I would be dead to the world. I'd be like, fuck your little movie. I said, crawl. I'm not going to sit through this fucking movie. You made me go through a burning tunnel. I can't breathe. Seriously. <laughs> well actually there was they started forest fires and stuff and one time it was so bad they had to stop shooting for a while and then uh, like uh, lots of rain came and it cleared up all the smoke and they started filming again oh my god yeah so they're just burning the the trees yeah and man this is like a nickel's worth of entertainment <laughs> Throwing a movie, uh, a movie tone newsreel, and I'm all set. Now these are Oregon National Guard guards people. They and when they're being the Confederacy, they wear these outfits, and when they're uh -huh. the Union, they wear those outfits. So that because that state wasn't in the war, right? That was in North or South Oregon. No, it wasn't even a state. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a territory or something. They hadn't reached cap. When did they reach? Uh, I actually maybe I'm 1860. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, but by the time they shot this movie, it was a state. Yes, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. Everything's in order. Now, behind him is the um Yeah, see, they hid from the South, and then the Union will come through, and sort of Buster Keaton will have to do the hiding. Gotcha. Yeah, that was pretty good timing on those guys. It's easier in, in silent movies, because the director could be... Okay, guys, duck. Yeah. Well, you know, like, so, I mean, like, I, I was glad uh, John Wick reference him because every like movie i like whether it's jackie chan or uh say john wick it's all based on him 
and the visceral thrill to these movies give, you know, and the stunts he does and the grace he does to it. He's like, I got to change outfits. I'm dressed for the wrong side. Oh, right. Why do you like John Wick? Oh, man, they're shooting four and five back to back. They are, really? There's going to be four and five? Chapter four and chapter five, respectively. Excuse me, not not a movie. They're chapters. Yeah, it's a a novella. It's only five chapters, though. Listen, each chapter is very... Each chapter has a certain, like, he gets beat up, he kills a guy. He gets beat up, he kills a guy. (laughs) It's just page, it's a page turner. Every page, he's in a fight. So chances are he's going to survive because he has another fight. Now, they they plan to drop logs on all of the Confederate soldiers. And then they see that it's only one dude. And does he see it's Buster? Keaton? No. Don't say Keaton. <laughs> I am an alien. <laughs> what number are you on? I I, uh, I think. What's your time, Carl? Uh, 3105, 06, 07. Okay, okay cool. I'm with you. He's on a train, right? Nope, not anymore. <laughs> Okay, now they see it's only one man. So he is behind enemy lines, but he's jumped off the train. We're doing a funny gag with his hat. Walks right into it. Man, that guy's a genius. Buster, we got 10 minutes to kill. What are we going to do? We got a hat and a tree. Rain on me. Right. I'll think it's something. Oh, man. He's in the enemy's country, Carl. He's on the right. north side. And he's rained. It gets being rained on. What, now, how do they do the rain? What do you think? They really... This must be like a big... Yeah, rain. it's got to be a machine. During this film, Keaton gets knocked unconscious. Uh-huh. Um, an assistant director is shot in the face with a blank... What? A, really? A train wheel runs over a brakeman's foot, and they had to pay $29,000 in a lawsuit. The train's wood-burning engine caused numerous fires. The fires often spread to forests and farmers' haystacks, which cost the production $25 per burnt stack. Oh, yeah. This movie is a fucking menace. <laughs> it is. I don't know if this is a movie or like just a natural disaster. Oh, look, he's got a cockside view of uh, for lunch. He's going to sneeze. He's got a cockside side view. Goodness. Goodness, Michael. Oh, I'm not the one eating a sandwich in front of that guy's crutch. General. Okay, so now he's learning their big plan. Um, and they're going to attack. They're going to surprise him on their flank. It's a, it's a big plan, and Buster Keaton's overhearing it. So now he has information uh, that they could use uh, the right. staff. One of the people at the table is his father, Joe uh, Keaton. Keaton. Mister, that's Mr. Keaton to you. 
<laughs> this is the last film Joe Keaton was in. When I saw Buster, I said, Mr. Keaton, I'm a big fan. He goes, no, 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 no. Please call me Buster. Mr. Keaton is my father. <laughs> What's another, his name, fire, another fire broke out during the filming of a large fight scene, which not only cost the production 50 grand, but it also forced Keaton and the crew to return to Los Angeles on August 6th due to excessive smoke. Heavy rains finally cleared the smoke in late August and production resumed. What the fuck were they doing? <laughs> Oh my God! This is a well. The town loved him. They employed fifteen hundred people. There's this one scene in which there's a train wreck, and they made it a, a townwide holiday, so everyone could everyone could come out and see the wreck. You know, and I'm sure the movie made uh, tons of money, and uh, it was a national movie. But at what price, Carl? At what price? Um, by the way, it, this film didn't really make money. Like they spent seven hundred and something on it. And right. it made a million worldwide, so you could say it made its money. But the critics didn't like it, and audiences didn't respond. It's like $400,000 in the United States. And this is what made Keaton, like, I think he owed money, and, um, you know, he had to sign a contract because of this Joseph Schmecka Schmecka guy. Right. would be... Um, uh, he would have to work for MGM. He wouldn't have creative control of his films anymore. Wow. Yeah. So that gave started a downward, downward spiral for, for him. Yeah, it did. Now, this great film, one of his greatest works, mm -hmm. was what made him a flop. Isn't that stupid? Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe it was nice that he burned a couple of acres at it. You know, like... Sure, karma paid him back, but he was able to kind of say, fuck you, this is going to ruin my career. Uh-oh. Oh, no, she's being guarded. Yeah, she's she's an emotionally insecure woman, and right now she's being very guarded. That was hilarious. Wow, this is like a... I've seen, I, I don't know if I... I had seen this movie. Oh, I've seen it before. You have you. I I thought you had as well. Well, this I is have audience. Go watch all of Buster Keaton's case ketone. Go all watch <laughs> all of Buster Keaton's. Watch this. This is funny. Bonk. Nice. Now, one of the funniest moments in the film will happen in this little segment. This little scene here. Right now, I have him going in. I'm at uh. He's not standing. Are you at 36, 40, 50? Eight. No, okay. no, 50. Right. 51. Okay. okay, now there's a guard outside the window, but he conked him out. But he knows there's a guard sleeping in front of the uh, door. So he has to be quiet. And this uh. is one of the funniest jokes in the film. <clears throat> he tells her to be quiet, be quiet. Then he's going to make a big noise and ruckus. And he'll just turn to her again and go, quiet. Come on. <laughs> he goes, ah! such a Chevy Chase move. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're missing the sound. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> it's followed up by one of the unfunniest things. He'll slam his hand in the window. Oh, my God. It's so stock. Oh, what are you talking about? It really slammed his hands. 
But he, yeah, I guess he made up the gag. It is 1926. Right. He hurt himself for a throwaway joke because he runs off in the rain. Now, they're just going to have a nightmare. Oh, there it is, the computer graphics. Oh, the CGI, that looks beautiful. Did you see the lightning strike? Yeah. Yeah, that was all 1926 CGI. A little primitive. Now, they had to painstakingly scratch the film to do that, because as you know, they just couldn't do a zip-zip-zorro. What about this bear? Are you at the bear? Yeah. He's behind glass. Fuck, dude, this movie has everything. Yeah, they spend their money. This was his masterpiece. Whoa! Ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Oh, good. We're synced up. So, Carl, this movie so far has provided me with like trained Super Cop 2 style train cut fucking. Uh, <laughs> there was a, oh, it was a Jackie Chan movie where Michelle Yeoh is on a fucking motorcycle on top of a moving train. Mm-hmm. Computer graphics. Okay, so he gets her out and he gets stuck. <laughs> That's okay. He'll get himself without his, out with his foot and his foot will get stuck. Ha, ha, ha. Wait a minute, a bear trap looks painful. It's a movie. Uh-huh. He gets, like, when he gets out of it, he gets disgusted with it, and he, like, throws it aside. Like, I don't know, you got to see his face. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Just get it off the screen. we got to right. run. So now Buster Keaton's going to be like, Fuck this shit, man. Let's just hang out here for tonight. Yeah. Anyway, we turn is crocodiles and <laughs> bears and under glass and shit like that. Stuck in a bear trap, and a, there's a lightning scratch on the film. Oh, that's funny. Now, I don't know if it's meant to be a joke. Okay, see, here you go. It was brave of you to come risk your life, right? Just for me. But the truth is, he went after his train. He didn't know she was on it, right? That is true. That is and true. But he doesn't admit. He lets her believe it. Is there going to be pay uppins? Nope. Well, that's good. I mean, the guy's becoming a hero. He's saving his, his girl. At least now, look how so. dry they will be when okay see they're dry now it's yeah. the morning they had all night to dry off but i don't know is that what happens in the cold damp night you think this war movie is unrealistic <laughs> you think people in the 20s are like that's not how it would play. the last war happened that's so look war. they were right by civilization Last oh, this whole time? That's funny. He said, I don't know. See, is that made as a joke? Like, let's just stay here. Because if I was editing this and that was my joke, yeah. from him saying stay here, I would cut to, they were right next to civilization. All right. Otherwise, the joke doesn't have a punch. It's a soft punch. Right. There's the general. Hot diggity dog, it's my fucking train. What a quinkadink. Well, they did steal it, and he did find it. Now, he overheard the plot to out, you know, attack him from the left flank. He heard the whole game, game plan. We got to get back to our lines and warn them. 
warn them of this fart attack. This fart attack? Well, no. <laughs> Just this attack. I'm as serious as a fart attack. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that funny? He thought yeah. that three was... Oh, man. Look, it's mail for Santa Claus. Dear Chris Kringle. Now, what they're going to do is put her in the sack and load her onto the... Look, it's um, it's Holocaust <laughs> shoes. Wow. Yeah, gave the bag the boot. Get in there. The Germans don't let any part of the pig go to waste. <laughs> Man, I was in. You ever have burlap sex? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Look at damn. We'll put a hole in the sack. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, so you know the plot. Get her onto yeah. the thing now. Somehow she's going to pull out the pin of the train so they can just steal the general. But I don't know when they communicated that to each other. This is funny. He lost his shoe. Right. You got all the shoes. Well, she's in a bag. Oh, well, that's she's going to be in a bag for a while. Now, when she's on the train, she doesn't get herself out of the bag. Why not? Why not? I mean, does he know she's... Well, I don't know. Now, this is must be the world's first stuntman in that bag. <laughs> no, it's her. Shut it's up. Her. Yeah. Shut up. In this scene, it's her. Right. Why would you... Why are these people doing this for a fucking movie? It's a, it's a paycheck. Yeah, all right. Now, look, Buster's going to walk right past. His plan's working perfectly. Hey, you you there. Put that broad on the train. <laughs> now, look, he pulls out. She pulls out the pin. Now, that was part of their plan. Well, yeah. All right. Then she goes. Yeah. Uh, one ticket, please. Only one person for this train, please. Uh, and uh, carry on. Shh, quiet. We're almost there. Uh, how many tickets for the driving? Just one in this burlap sack. So she's got the pin. It's with her in the sack. And they're going to, all the Confederates, so the Northerners are still going to be like driving the train, right? Yeah, Conducting but look it? what he's going to do. Bonk, pow, kick. Jesus no! Christ. He's fucking uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie he's, Chan, excuse me. He stole the train. Well, all right. I guess this means a duel. Now, that guy, I just realized, and this is like the fourth time I've seen this, that guy, he's going to be a, a rifleman later. That's interesting. Well, you'll see. So he's stolen back his general, right? Right. And that's great. And now he's going to tell them of the big plot. But they're after him. Not only one locomotive, two will go after him. And that's okay because I'm sure hijinks will ensue. Yeah, you would hope. Now, there's no door. So he just axes his way in. Well, they were doing that before too, when the the the, the bad yeah. guys, the North, was uh, 
trying to get visibility. All right. Hey, so if one train is going south at 60 miles per hour. Please, the SATs were yesteryear. I, 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 okay, so look, he's just stepping. That's her, man. He's just fucking her up, stepping on her. Darling. Now, look, she's got the pin in her. Look how he's manhandling her. Now, she's got the pin, and she thinks, oh, here's what you wanted. He's like, you idiot. Come on. <laughs> here's that pin you wanted me to get for you. No, we just had to unpin the train, Missy. <laughs> right, right. And uh nice. She'll, she'll do that. She'll do that throughout the film. Like there's this hilarious scene in which she's trying to fuel the, you know, you put the wood in, and she gets this little like plank. You'll see, you'll see. All right. She means well. She always means well, but they're like boneheaded goofs. What I think it's sweet is that she did, she didn't really believe the the other guys, like you know he he he's the one who saves you know obviously he's the most heroic guy in the town. What you mean the parent the his father and brothers he yeah he believed that she believed them that he didn't enlist yeah right no he but, did they did yeah so I think it's sweet that you know he proves that he he can do this right he's the exactly. only one who does it you know. And that'll be at the end of the film, too. God, look at this. Yeah, yep. just jump right he's, in. Yeah, he's a monkey. He's Now look what he's doing. Timber! Cross lines. Oh, no, now I won't be able to... Damn it. My telegraph is all fucked up. Save. Uh, I can't get the message. And is he wearing a... What uniform is that, girl? That is a uh, union uniform because he was behind enemy lines. So every time I've seen like stills from this movie, I'm like, cool, he's on the north side. Well, no, he switches back and forth. But I mean, yeah, you can yeah. see a still and think he's the north. Okay, so they need more firewood, right? Right, so he's stealing some deep And she does something very smart on her own with the rope. Cross lines. What a shitty fence, man. You should like put a Watch nail in this. there. Watch this. Whoa. That was intentional. No, it was. All of this is. See that? That was intentional. <laughs> it took so many takes. You got to research this film. So you mean like they had to get the people to get the logs up there? Yeah. And then, yeah. Between, there was like eight takes of this before you had one in which it was perfect. And this is the one. So crazy. Yeah. There's a Christmas tree he in the way. He was dedicated to craft. He was. I mean, well, you're I... right. He invented most of these, or he, he, you know, he did these jokes first. He goes, where is she? Where is she? But I mean, the way he flung it and it went completely over. Right. The way he dodged it when it fell back, the way it knocked the three over. Look what he did. Yeah, he's impressed. Yeah, very good. Oh! Oh, all right. Anyway, got to catch the train. Or not catch the train. This is funny. Now, why does he go through the window? Because he can. It's like those guys who can, like, hop in the car window or, like, you know, I feel like these, if he could climb up a building, he'll climb up a building. 
two Christmas trees. Down. War on Christmas. Christmas on war. Christmas on war. Fire on Christmas. Christmas <laughs> on fire. Oh, Carl, may I be the second person in uh, this year, 2022? Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I was the first person to wish you Merry Christmas last week's show. Thanks. Yeah. Listen, it's all January. Out there. I just want to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I wrote, I wrote a song. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, do you want to see this Lifetime movie? It's about Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and Merry yeah. Christmas. And happy, ha happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Okay, Merry well, the jet, the um, uh, Captain Anderson is going to wake up. Oh no! Just what she's doing when she's steering, uh, conducting. Yeah, well, see, the, it, the train kind of drives itself. You know what I mean? Oh you yeah, because keep on unreal. putting uh, wood into the into the furnace. You're not going to bunk into anything unless somebody drops barrels on the track. Oh, right. All right. So he's waking up, but he's watch what how he gets knocked out again. He's acting waking up. Don't. No, he got acting. Didn't even realize he was unconscious, right? Now, it was that a piece of foam or something? Like you can't it had to really be. throw a log on someone's head. I know these are all practical, but yeah, that would but not, be not, not everybody is Buster Keaton. <laughs> Look, he finds a Confederate uniform, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't know where it came from. And we know it came from when they stole the general. Now, look. She starts sweeping, and he's like, come on with the sweeping. Come on. We're in trouble here. Don't be domestic. Watch. All right. He goes, hey, hey, give me that. <laughs> now get some wood in here. Get some wood in the fire. So look, she gets this, like, plank, and he thinks it's ridiculous. So he's sarcastic. Watch how he's sarcastic. He gets All like right. a twig, and she earnestly puts it in. <laughs> like didn't I do good? And he goes out. <laughs> huh. Man, it's a complicated man. Okay, now the right. in real life, the actress, her last name's Mac, does not know the joke. Buster Keaton knows the joke. So when you see her react, it's real. She's okay. really, really, really this is happening to her. I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, now look at her face. This isn't fun. No. <laughs> now That's watch how they're gonna look. She's out of here. Now watch how they cut away and she's all dry. Well, yeah, you that's know? like it's the other time. She fucking freaked out. You son of a bitch. I mean, that looked really painful. It was probably freezing cold. Oh my god, that's right. Now we're going to have a bunch of water gags in which people water will get doused gags. with water. Yeah. Is, does Waterman show up in this movie? No, I it made up Waterman in 20... No, well, no, no. 1992. 90, 90, yeah. Waterman. Oh, so wait, how did I still... I never, I never knew, honestly. I mean, I look, can't look, even look. tell... 
She sees Ew. the circle in the wood, so she's like, ah, this one's no good. <laughs> she throws it out. Oh, yeah, it's effective. Well, you can fuck that wood. Yeah, but she's not a dude. She wouldn't think that. Right. Yeah, like you point. would, Michael. Yeah, I'll be like, I'm gonna, I'll be right back, guys. I'm gonna go to the back cabin. I'm gonna go to the observation deck. Do not watch. I remember once before Spiegelman was married, I was sleeping over his house, and I was oh, trying to fall asleep, and he just kept on doing it. And I was like, "Stop fucking banana, Michael! <laughs> Stop fucking well. If I'm not fucking banana, I'm not fucking banana. Not fucking banana. Please." Please stop saying fucking banana. It was deep throwing. <laughs> fucking banana. Carl has gone into a going bananas uh, K-hole, one of our favorite movies. Which Everyone you hear. knows that because they listen. Yeah, that's right. We had a very extensive year in review last week where we yeah. uh, discussed our favorite movies and all the movies we watched last year, including going bananas. I would say the general and going bananas would be the, the dream double feature for me. What do you think? That going bananas really was a great, great film to watch. <laughs> it wasn't a great film, but you know what I mean. To yeah, watch. yeah, absolutely. Um, All real practical trains bomb yeah. each other. Yeah. Now we'll have this gag. You see how they all fall over? Right. Let's do that again. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're they're doing just as destructive, crazy what? stunts. What? They are. And every time I see, like, a Pratt fall and it's not Buster Keaton, I'm kind of like, you're ripping him off. That's no, I feel good. bad for those guys. Like, you know, Buster Keaton takes a lot of abuse. But, I mean, Marilyn uh, wasn't expecting. Yeah. Look, fucks up the tracks. Damn. I've never seen that before. I think the yeah. worst I've done on the tracks would put a, a penny on the tracks and then wait it. I think I did that with a quarter. I did do that. It really got smushed. Now, did you feel like have in the back of your mind, like, oh, I'm going to derail this train. This is going to no. derail the train. No. No. Because I had seen it and done before. So, look, <clears throat> he's really smart. The train's going, and she can't make it go in reverse. So he goes down the hill to intercept the train. That's then crazy. She gets wise, and she can make it go backwards. He's like, God damn it. So now he's got to go up the hill. Oh, he's going to climb up? Yeah. Now, they don't really show us all the way. See? I mean, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Could give a little benefit of the doubt. So he's back on board. Where were you? Right? On general. You can stop going backwards now. <laughs> Are they going to... Well, what? Now, look, we spent the money on three trains. We're showing three trains. But they got to destroy one of these trains at least, right? Yeah, they sure will. And it's a very, very impressive scene. It costs $40,000 and 26 money to make. It's just nuts. Uh, I mean, and this, by the way, yeah. they'll leave the wreckage when they leave. <laughs> they'll just leave it. They just left it. Oh, I would set up a roadside attraction. Come see the train, the general. Well, it see, was. It, it was? was? Um, let me just read it. Um, wow, that's crazy, Carl. 
James Mansfield's car and the uh, train the production company left the wreckage in the riverbed. The locomotive became a minor <laughs> tourist attraction for nearly 20 years until it was salvaged in 1945 for scrap during World War II. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's the Rock River Bridge. This is where it's all going down. This is where. Uh, this is too much, Carl. It's a bridge too far. This is a bridge too far. Well, wait till you see what happens, man. Oh, I hate that. So here they've got burning wood. Keaton is going to fuck them up. All right. Uh-oh. The Northern Division is approaching. Uh-oh. Boo, I guess. God, it's so crazy how many people. Look at this production. Yep. Horses well, and cannons. Yes, they brought they brought thirty six World War II, World uh, Civil War cannons for this. <clears throat> the train wreck of the Texas shot cost forty two thousand dollars, the most expensive single shot in silent film history. Um, the town declared a local holiday so that everyone could come watch the spectacle. Between three to four thousand local residents showed up, including five hundred experts. Yeah. From out. the Oregon National Guard, Keaton used six cameras for the train wreck scene, which began four hours late and required several lengthy trial runs. Wow. Oh, what here's you... the last interesting thing about it. In the train crash, a dummy was used as the engineer. It looked so realistic that the townspeople who had come to watch screamed in horror. <laughs> This should be a like a bad film, the making of the general. Right. It's great. They're making a film here. Son, they burned our forest down. But that now was watch like this, watch this. Right. <laughs> they burned our bridge down, fucking Hollywood. Dad, they're leaving the train wreck. It'll become a nice tourist attraction. <laughs> Until World War II. Send a telegraph to Mr. Keaton. Rains have come and stop the smoke. Deed, 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 stop. You can come back and fuck up our town more now. <laughs> Production halted uh, because of wind, uh, smoke annihilation. Okay, so look. A, con a confederate sees him and he goes, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing, pal? And he goes, whoa, he's going to shoot him. He goes, why the hell would he shoot at me? And then she right. goes, because you're, you're a union, you're in a uniform. You're the big dummy. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing the enemy's clothing. <laughs> now he puts on his fake confederate clothing because, you know, he's not a confederate soldier. And you're, oh, you're saying, oh, shit. I wasn't saying, oh, shit, but that's very perceptive view of you. I was thinking it. Uh, okay. I the general has now been returned. And he goes, hey, come on. There's a bunch of Union guys coming. There's a whole army going to, they're going to attack you on the flank, sir. What but time are you at, Carl? Um... 101 
35, 36, 37, 38, 39. Okay, perfect. I'm with you. Well, you know, they... That song wasn't in the public domain, so during the shooting, they're like... Look at the money, man. All the horses they had. I know. And did they pay the Oregon National Guard? Here's your hat, sir. Here's that uh, sword you wear. This is no sense of personal space. Now, this is funny. They're all debating how to fix this. And then the real train guy comes and it's like, bang, bang, fixed. And they are sort of like dumbfounded and perplexed for a second. Do you get it? Yeah. He hit, he hit it with the back of the axe. Yeah. He jammed it in there. So now he goes, okay, let's go. And the, the <laughs> for a second, they're all like, come on. Hey. I don't know who to root for now. We're for the South because we suspend disbelief for our hero. So in this microcosm universe, we are for the South, Michael. I got you. Everybody put ropes around your chest. and Okay, so I'm not sure it's comedic, but... Like, are they trying, they're trying to cross the street and get her home, I guess. <clears throat> so they're going to defend her town? Man, this is crazy. Well, he had the news. Look, man, that's just dangerous. I know, that's what I'm saying. Look, that's the director. What are you doing, Buster? You're home, you're home. I was saved by Buster Keaton. Really? Oh, of the that, ketones? That disgrace to the South? His dad. I know his dad from the previous scene. Joseph Keaton. <laughs> That's a Joseph Keaton. I said, Mr. Keaton. And he said, no, 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 no. Call me Buster. Uh, my father's name is uh, Mr. Mr. Keaton. Mr. Joseph Keaton. Mr. Keaton. From the planet Krypton. <laughs> they really speak that way, Krypton? Wait, is Krypton a planet? Oh, right, that's where Superman's from. Yeah, it's a planet. It was a planet before the great galactic explosion. What's self-loathing? It's like if I was an Earth guy, that the Earth destroys, and then I go to a new planet, and my only weakness is Earth. It's like, yeah, I just hate my fucking past, man. <laughs> now, don't call me Spiegelman. I'm Superman. Yeah, guys call me Superman. I was really cool back on Earth. Uh, too bad it blew up. Well, no, they saved the lost planet of... Uh, no, wait, Halloween. wait, Mike. Mike, yeah. got to watch this now. All here right. comes the fire. Yes, okay. here comes the horses. Yeah, here comes the train. $2,000. Oh, my. So the train, the horses stopped the train. Now, a guy who did, like, a lot of camera work for Buster Keaton and other, other you know, a guy who worked on, behind that guy. He goes, the bridge isn't, he, he was always behind the scenes. This is his only time ever in front of the camera. And he goes, so he's like, your train can survive that. It's funny because when it doesn't, he's embarrassed, but. Oh, well. Let's okay, see. Watch, oh, my God. Here it watch. is. Yeah. Everything is fine, Carl. Train's on the bridge. Look at the that. Fire. That is a practical effect. Oh, my God. 
That's the new Mission Impossible movie. Now look, he's all wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> look at they're looking at him. And he goes, Born the river. <laughs> <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> that was perfect acting, man. Perfect. Yeah, oh yeah. Acting. Well, so you know, this uh Mission Impossible, the last one they, they just made. Uh, the one during, they shot during the pandemic. Yeah. One of the deals was that they did a crazy train stunt. I haven't seen the movie. I could be wrong, but they like blow up a uh, bridge or something with a train on it. Been done hundred years ago. Yep. Look at this Man. intense battle. The Oregon National Guard. Jeez. The horses in the river. Now, as you know, Keaton is not a soldier. He really doesn't have a role here. He's got on his fake uh, his fake jacket from uh, you know from the, from the spy on the train, and he doesn't really have a role. So, look, watch him. He's out of place, but he just sort of mimics. <laughs> his sword is broken, of course. Now he'll poke this guy in the butt. All right. Again, he's out of place. He doesn't really have a role. He reported it. But this is what he always wanted, right? To be a Confederate soldier? Yes. And now he gets to play one. <laughs> With a defective sword. Right. Boom. Like a cannonball. Yeah, I think we should war it that way. What do you think, sir? <laughs> uh, nonstop joke. It hurt my butt. Okay, now I don't know if this is funny because the joke is he gives an order to a guy and then pow, he's dead. Then he gives an order to the second guy and pow, he's dead. Then he gets. Wait, they just die on? Oh, because he got shot. Yeah, this is the guy I was talking about. But he goes, okay, I'll she gives the order to this one. Right there. Yeah. Pow, was... he's dead. I mean, is it funny? It's The guy died. Of if course, this was fake. If this was Family Guy, I'd be like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> right, two dead, who cares? Ah, ha, ha. It's funny that we don't care. Oh. This is the guy yeah. I was talking about earlier, the guy who's taking the shots. You know, I just recognized Kevin, him. I guess Kevin they have so many actors. Yeah, it's Kevin Klein. That's right. His first role ever. Now, look, where did his sword thing go? I'd stabbed Kevin Klein. Oh. Ooh, in the back, like a coward. Another he... death joke. So now he's going to take on the cannon himself. Now, you saw all those Confederates down uh, you saw all the uh, Union guys down in the water, right? Right. Okay. The cannon shot to the sky, and you expect the joke is it'll be it'll land and blow up the cannon, right? Right. Oh, it's gonna. And it not... doesn't. It blows up the dam. Yeah, and that makes like a wavy. Carl, this is so cool. I've never seen a dam get fucked up like this. 
you know, it's one thing just to blow up a dam and be like, cool, but they got to put in a show. Like, you got to have a, a plot and a story and actors, yeah. you know? Otherwise, you can't just blow up a dam. Right. But I would just watch a dam being blown up from 100 yeah. years ago. Right. It'd be like, hey, here's an hour's worth of train blowing up. And, and but they're like, we'll put a story in a love interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want. Damn. Know. God damn. Another train, not direct. Well, it is direct. Yeah, yeah, well, is, yeah the last card. Wasn't yeah. a big disaster. Oh, heart attack. They can't do oh. an EGI, but is this funny? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. God, that's so strange. I didn't realize. I always thought, uh, just from the photos I saw, I always thought he was. Uh, Union. Yeah. Okay, now he's coming back and, like, they won. They defeated the Union from their sneak attack. Right. So everyone's like, yay! So look who it is! It's the general there to his right. Oh, so he's going back to work, huh? Oh, he doesn't get the credit. The general... No, he'll get the credit. Were they going to tell him that his, his uh, train's back? I guess no. Yeah. Okay. Look who's finally waking up. Captain Anderson. The guy who started all the fucking trouble, son of a bitch. Northern guy. Union. Yeah, goes, that's oh, right. Shit, it's you, the bad guy. Now, Buster Keaton will not pull out a gun and, like, say, like, I'm going to shoot you. Like, he pulls it out and it's, uses it for implication. All right. He goes, look. He goes, look. See this? Uh, yeah. This gun here, see? Okay, so let's go. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not your fool. After you, sir, I got the gun. Till <laughs> he twirled it. Yeah. Now, I got to give it to Captain Anderson. He is going to gracefully surrender as a defeated man with dignity and honor. He goes, look, look, it's bad boyfriend. Right, right. Now, the gun will. He's about to present his sword. Oh, hey! And even in disgrace, he's like, would you please? Goodness. It was like 10 seconds without a stunt. Yeah, he's really funny at this. This way, sir. Oh, he finally gets a sword. Uh, do you want that sword? Can I take it? Is that your, you know, what the fuck? Stolen Valor. No, sir, it's Stolen Valor. I've been pretending to be a veteran all this time for a discount. I was able to see this movie for four cents. I got on the plane. They gave me first class. I can't take it off. First I'm class good. tickets. Yeah, I got, on the, I got on the trade. Are they going to give him a new uniform? Well, yes. You're not supposed to know that yet. Oh, He's I just figured it out. Like right. being disgraced, he thinks. 
There you go. Put that on. Now, you see the hat he's wearing, right? Right. That's a that's an upper class hat, you see. So he goes, huh? What? I mean, oh, that's he's a, that's going a... in as a private. But he wasn't a private to begin with. He just happened to put on that uniform. Yeah, I know. So they're they're enlisting him and making him a lieutenant. Oh wow. I hope this war never ends. Have your sword. That isn't a sword. That's a North that's a Union sword. I know. I was thinking that every single time I watch. Look at him. he stands there proud. Yeah. Now uh, when he gets to occupation, he's not gonna say anything. Occupation. Jerk face. <laughs> like a boss. Soldier. Face. <laughs> like a boss. I'm a jerk face soldier. Yes, a you jerk are. face soldier. Yes, and you you're are. jerk face. Now he's like, gets to finally kiss the girl. Not with all these guns and a train there. But he's got a salute because now he's an officer, you see. Oh, and he's on shore leave. <laughs> Here comes another fuck. Man, what's with the gun uh, tree? That's kind of cool. That's old school, I guess. Yeah, that way they don't lay on the ground and get, you know, like rusty yeah. or... <clears throat> He's never going to get the kisser. Right, but he has an ingenious idea. Since he is right-handed, he can kiss her and salute. Aww. What a, what a romantic war. <laughs> All right. Hey. Annabelle Lee. Uh, Annabelle Lee, great job. Great job. Marilyn Mack. No, not the, the great baseball Poe. player that like the whole crew would pull over and play baseball whenever they could. And people were like, he could be pro he could play professionally. Hey, this one has a different copyright, 1970 Killiams to shows. No, it was definitely the that um, oh. he had Snecknick had the Joseph copyright in 26, but this is, Schneck. but this is a Bill Killian film classic production presentation. Joseph Schneck was uh Russian born. Uh, he was caught in a payoff scheme to buy peace with militant unions. He was convicted of income tax as evasion and spent time in prison before they granted him a presidential pardon. He became infatuated with the unknown Marilyn Monroe and played a key role in launching her career. Really? Yeah. This guy's all over the place. Yep. Huh. All right. Uh, well, I hope, uh, Carl, what you think of this movie? I loved it. And yeah, I, I loved think it, it too. should not have been a bomb. Yeah, that's strange. This movie's always been considered a classic. And I just, I guess I never got around to see it. And, uh, I have to say, like, it's the same feeling you get watching a blockbuster. I mean, granted, it takes place during the Confederacy, but on the side. But, you know, the stunts were pretty good. The, the story arc was great. You know, it was yeah. definitely tension. You know, a lot of these films, you, you see a film, and even in the slapstick films, uh, you, you never think there's any peril. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. I'm just watching some stage play. You know? Yeah. Even the perils of Pauline. No train's going to run her over with no, a fake mustache. Come on. Well, I feel like, you know, it's a... Uh, you, you don't really want people to be in danger. That scene in Bowfinger where they cross the freeway and they they tell them it's, you know, it's stunt cars. 
you're scared right. shitless. And in a way, in the audience, you're kind of relieved that it was CGI because you really don't want to see anyone in that danger. Yet yeah, you just saw him do that thing. He really was in danger. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was great. Oh, I'm glad I watched that. Uh, that was a pretty cool movie. Well, Carl, we, we are going to spend uh, next week watching more uh, public domain movies. Okay. And, and I actually found uh, a comedy starring uh, Harry Langdon and Joan Crawford called Tramp, Tramp, Tramp. Okay. Where, they, where uh, and Andy lets in, uh, it's only an hour long. I, I will research this movie. Tramp, Tramp, Tramp. Oh, wait, I you'll just, research it? Yeah. Harry Edwards, 1926? Yeah. All right, so we're doing the switcheroo. Yeah, we're doing the switcheroo because we uh, we have a lot of public domain movies that we want to do shows about, uh, and then move on to the regular shit from around the. Uh, we're yeah. so excited. we have a fresh batch of public domain movies that we still haven't gotten our hands on. So uh, this one I definitely want to check out. Uh, Tramp, 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 okay. and we'll, we'll watch that from 1926. Harry Edwards. Yeah, okay. I hope it's good. I have no idea, but it looks pretty funny. All right, you're doing the research. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Great. Yeah. It all works out. I think so. Yeah. I get a break for a week. That doesn't suck. Well, we are on. Guys, listen to us next week on Muni Radio. We're on every Sunday. We're excited and always grateful for that. It will be on 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you enjoyed the show and you haven't uh, subscribed to our, our podcast, please do. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where Carl meticulously syncs the podcast to the movies uh, and then uses footage from a failed show from 10 years ago for me. And then uh, and we're also on Facebook as Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube. And we always – and we're also on Twitter. If you want to be our 37th follower, please do. Uh, we put up the, the, the graphics. Carl also does the graphics. And we also want to thank Microsoft Paint for the ability for Carl to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on all our social medias that we have mentioned. So please stay tuned. Donate to Mutiny Radio. Keep keep subscribing to us. We love the numbers. We love our numbers to go higher. So that's it. That's all I got to say. I just beg to the audience to, to no, stick with why, us. Why not? If, if they're listening to the end, they can, they can handle a little begging. You don't think they, they start and go, uh, I'll see what next week's movie is, and they just skip to the end? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I'm really not sure what's going on in the public mind, but we love you. So. We love you. Well, fair enough. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, on behalf of Carl and myself, we'll see you next week. Well, uh, later. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. 
Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. No one tells time like the present. If you had to be there, then why weren't you? I had a fair. But I came clean. How can I be talking to myself, if you can hear me? She wouldn't give me the time of day, so I tried later. The funny bone is not actually a bone. How is that funny? I think Jesus has body self-image issues. If superstitious were normal, it'd just be barring stitious. Trying not to think about it seems at odds with its intention. I saw stacked Colette at the copy machine. Was I seeing double? Or was she collating? Does Chewie get granola bar royalties? I left the internet on last night. Man that was expensive. Do opposable thumbs, argue? The COVID vaccines are divided. Together they're called sarcasm eh doc? You either have crickets, or neon. Except you get to choose neon. You know he this one cried all the way home? Too long if in out shopping. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move that bitch, move that bitch, and, uh, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340. One nine seven six, and it does not spell anything. One one five, three four zero, one nine seven six. Go for it. Call in, guys. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Welcome, 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 welcome to LWAFL, M-O-Y-T, 
That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're in rare form, but it's not so rare. Thanks for having me. I'm always excited at the beginning of the show. This is a two-hour show, so we start off our show fresh. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, you can by using our acronym. It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We have a fantastic YouTube channel that Carl uh, moderates, I guess, or tolerates. I mean, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And we do this every week. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. We're on it right now, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Hawaii. What is it, Mountain? It's 11 a.m. Hawaii time, 2 p.m. Los Angeles time, 5 p.m. Jersey City time. Wait a minute. You don't call it San Francisco time anymore, you snub. You're L.A. now. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, well, the station does broadcast from L.A. and uh, from right. uh, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yes. yes. Listen, people, call it Frisco. Just do it. Bite the bullet. Be, do something new. Call it Frisco. Oh, yes. Well, you know, back in my hometown of San Fran. Mm. Ooh. Oh, the uh. gay area. How dare you call it? Just call it Frisco. Frisco. People call it Frisco. There's no no shame in the game. San Fran is a shameful thing, but, you know, people Janis learn. Joplin called it Frisco. Uh-huh. Hippies call it Frisco. Yeah. William yeah. S. Burroughs called it Frisco. Yeah, and he shot his wife. Oh, but that doesn't mean any. Okay, never mind. So it's a rich history of the Bay Area. MutinyRadio.fm is part of it. You can go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donation button, send some money. You can send it through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Helps the station out a lot. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the show as audio while watching the video on YouTube at the same time for a multimedia extravaganza. Titillating. Oh, multimedia. So, uh, Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching Finders Keepers 1984. Finders Keepers 1984. I don't need to spell that for you. And the channel we like is a little weird. It looks like 4YPMOE, but it's not a 4. It's like a Greek symbol or a Russian symbol or a Eastern. It looks like a foreign print of the movie, but it is actually in English. So don't don't fret. Mm -hmm. They were able to, to post it. So go ahead, find the Greek Russian letters. It's the only one that has Wait a second. Keep- I'm mistaken. The channel's called PYCTAM. PYCTAM. Sorry about that. Oh, I think that's the same one I have. All right, well, sounds good. So here's the trick. We want you to go into your YouTube and don't worry, take your time. We're gonna have a fantastic segment right before the movie. So chill out, all right? But the movie's called Finders Keepers, 1984. You're going to find a foreign link. That is, of course, you are a cis white male like us in, in America. It looks pretty foreign to us. It is Greek <laughs> or Russian. It's Y-A-P-B-Y. Anyway, click the link. It's the, the only one that's full name. Hit pause. Move your timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, uh, go ahead and hit the go button. So take your time. We're really excited. The person who's going to say go is a celebrity comedian as mm-hmm. part of our weekly celebrity comedian countdown with Carl. And this is a great segment that Carl produces. He talks to one of the many great comics out here uh, in the Bay Area and uh, in Los Angeles, in New Jersey. Uh, Carl, take it away. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Ryan Lodge. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I say Ryan Lodge, but that's not how you appear on Facebook. You're Ryan Patrick on Facebook. I mean, could you get any more Irish? What's up there? How can you find <laughs> a different name? I know. You can't trust somebody with two first names, right? Um, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, my real name is Ryan Lodge, but my, uh, I guess my stage name is Ryan Patrick, honestly, because uh, my wife is a teacher. And uh, not that I do any kind of crazy material that would, you know, be deemed offensive or, you know, rated NC-17, but just in case, I always do my... Uh, my first and my middle name. Oh, so. your middle name is Patrick. So that's how you arrived at that. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to think. I was like, should I get something cool? But I couldn't think of anything cool. And then if it's like too forced, then it doesn't, it, it would just look weird. And then do I go just by Ryan? And I'm like, ah, I don't think I can pull that off. Like, right. So I just did the first and middle name. So when people bring you up, you are Ryan Patrick. For the most part, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still a couple people, and this is somewhat recent, um, that I've kind of started going by Ryan Patrick, I guess. Uh, it's somewhat recent, so I will get, you know, Ryan Lodge here and there, but to be honest, I don't, I don't really... I don't really care as long as my stuff, you know, that's in writing on the internet is Ryan Patrick. I'm fine with it. Yeah, that makes sense, and you don't know what people will get um, offended by or have a complaint about, you know, or exactly. mention, yeah, because, you know, so you are down in like South Jersey, you do a lot of Philly stuff. How long have you been doing comedy and you've, have you been ba basically based out of there the whole time? Uh, no, so actually, I grew up in South Jersey. I grew up right outside of, uh, like, Cherry Hill, uh, way down south. And I live up in, uh, like, right north of Morristown, kind of close to Wayne. And so I live in North Jersey. And I've done comedy for, I feel like it's been on and off forever. I remember I started, uh, well, I tried, keyword is tried. I tried comedy for the first time when I was in college, and I bombed in, like, front of maybe 150 people. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, and it was seven minutes of silence, and I went in, like, feeling so confident, feeling good, and it was a brutal bomb. So I stopped stand-up, but I shifted over to improv, and I did about three years of improv in Philadelphia. Then I moved up north um with my girlfriend now wife at the time and i found uh there's a theater called rhino theater in suffern and did improv there for about i think it was like two years mm -hmm. and eventually i just got the stand-up bug i'm like i gotta do it and ever since then it's been 100 percent stand-up uh i love it. it's like a beautiful What's the word? It's a beautiful struggle, I guess you could say, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I know you do comedy at Rhino. I know that you're the host there on Thursdays very often for their mics. There's two mics there. So what, it was a natural transition from improv to comedy there, or did you go away and come back again? No, it was funny. Like, while I was doing improv, um, the woman that owns the theater, Maria, she... Yeah. 
honest, she she gave me a chance and she's like, oh, you should try hosting the open mics for stand up. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I was freaking out and I'm like, OK, fine, I'll try it. And I tried it and it was a lot of fun. And the people are so freaking awesome. Like all the comedians, like I, I think a lot of people out that that aren't uh, actively doing comedy or have always thought about doing comedy. I don't think they realize how awesome of a community it is and how friendly everybody is. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's so cool. So once I started doing, um, hosting open mics, that's when I got the bug and I just really wanted to get more and more involved with stand up and started just doing open mics and just kind of really dove into it. So if anybody is thinking about it, uh, definitely do it. Nobody is intimidating. They might, people might look intimidating, but comedians are awesome people. Now, you've also got it going on on YouTube. You're working on this pilot. It's called New Joke City. Now, I know you're not old enough to remember New Jack City. That's <laughs> where that title comes from. You, what, Richie Dugan and DC are with you there? Tell me about this pilot. Yeah, so it's called uh, New Joke City. And what the idea behind it is... Uh, Richie Dugan ended up having this idea. He wanted to interview comics and he also wanted to kind of show uh, the contrasting of material on the street and in an actual club. So they, I, I got super lucky. They wanted me to host the, the show. And I said, of course, it's such a great idea. And this other guy, DC in the city, He's in video production, super, super professional, and he takes these ideas and makes them a reality. So uh, Richie and DC, they work together. And for the past, uh, what is it, October, July, I'd say like three, four months, um, we've interviewed almost 10 comedians just in the streets of New York City, whether it was in the Bronx, Washington Square Park, uh, Union Square Park. And then we'll actually do a five minute set in public uh in front of oh, really? random people yeah so that's been so interesting you see so many different characters and it's great to just see the city just what's the word i'm looking for raw is that a good way to put it yeah raw and then turn on the camera and whatever happens, <laughs> happens you're doing street comedy yeah yeah that's and then magic it, it's 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 really cool. And then at the end of the series, um, like after every five, six comedians we interview, uh, they they put on a show, like an actual uh, like an actual show with all those comedians featuring. And you get to see, I guess, the difference between that material working on the street, the same exact material working on stage in a club. And the difference is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure there's a contrast there. Now, DC is Dave Carey. Is he from DC? No, no, no. He's uh he's from Central Jersey. Okay. But uh but yeah, we started working together uh during the pandemic actually, um, through Zoom comedy. So yeah. Crazy how it just kind of all worked out like that. Yeah, Zoom, it's a new world, and I don't think it's going away quick. I think it eventually will go away, but it'll be years now that we all know about it, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So listen, Ryan, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? What's your tags and, and uh, on the Twitter grams and the Snapple chats? 
Oh man. Well, let's see. I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Ryan <laughs> as Ryan Patrick. Ryan. Um, I think on Instagram my name is Ryan Patrick Comic. Very uh, original. Um, and I'm not really on Twitter that much. I just feel like during the day, I, I don't know. Some people tweet all throughout the day. I kind of wish I had that time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm mainly just on Instagram and Facebook and then um, and then YouTube. YouTube will have New Joke City come out. Uh, I think it's around November we'll have everything out and about. And yeah, it'll be uh it'll be fun. So yeah, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. So this should be airing in November. So people go out there and look for New Joke City. I think this is the uh, if you want to be in 